You can turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to be looking at verses 1 to 11 today. And as you turn to 1 Corinthians 12, um, just for those of you that are guests this morning, you heard about us um, as a church embarking on this year of discipleship that we did using the gospel tool. And after that, we really were trying to discern, what is the Lord, how would he have us to um, transition? What's next? And it felt like he really directed us to um, pursue a season of consecration, of preparing ourselves by looking at 1 Corinthians, the book of 1 Corinthians, where we've seen um, this fruitful church that had many gifts and yet also had many um fleshly things that were getting in the way. And so we feel like the Lord is preparing us because we've been praying for revival and um, we want to be best prepared for that. And so we keep, um, I hope you're still continuing to pray with that bookmark, morning and night, consecrating yourself, Lord, um, I surrender myself today for your purposes. If you don't have one of those bookmarks, I bet there's still some up there. Um, And then we're here in weeks 16 to 19 of this um, consecration series and we're going to be looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit and um, talking about the work and manifestations of the Spirit for the next four weeks. So this um, starts with that sermon on 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. And before I read the word, I want to pray. Lord, I ask that you would open our eyes, that you'd open our hearts. Lord, that we would hear the wisdom of your word and know the wisdom of your ways. And Lord, I pray that you would glorify yourself and that you would bring praise to yourself through this message. And all God's people said, Amen. So 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, Somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. This is the word of the Lord. So, church, I remember a time when the Lord's presence and power were so manifest right here in our congregation. And as I thought about this um, story, 
I thought about how good God was, and I just want to remind us, some of you were here, others of you maybe have heard this story before, but it's really a special story in our history of our church. One um, early Sunday morning, Pastor Dave was preparing to preach, and he felt just a real sadness, and even though he in his spirit wasn't feeling sad, he, as he was in his devotional time with the Lord, he just felt a real sadness, almost despairing. And he thought, Lord, what is this? And he asked God about it. And he had the sense that maybe somebody was coming in that was just despairing, maybe even despairing of life. Well, it's a longer story, and for the sake of time, I'm going to shorten it somewhat. But he came in and he tested it with me, and then chess glass was um, on the board at that time, and we talked to chess together and said, Chess, we have this sense, but we don't know if this is true, if this is God giving guidance, and we don't really know what to do about it. And Chess said, well, if it's the Lord speaking, you better look for an opportunity to test it. You know, you better do something with this. So we prayed and asked the Lord. We used to pray in a circle over here before the service, so we prayed and asked the Lord to show us. And so during that morning, Pastor Dave at one point just said, I, we had a sense that maybe there was somebody here that was just really down, really struggling. And if that's you, would you be so bold as to just lift a hand? And anyway, and so there was one, there was two, there was three, there was four, there was maybe five. And then suddenly out of the corner of his eye, he noticed somebody else that's sitting over in this area. And he turns and he said, that person didn't have their hand up. And he said, it's you too, isn't it? And the person nodded and started to weep. So we gathered around and Pastor Dave just asked that different ones would kind of gather around those that had been so bold to share their concern, their need. And we prayed for them. And after that service, the person that had not lifted her hand, but Pastor Dave had noticed and said, it's you too, isn't it? She came and said, last night I went down to the bridge in the middle of the night and I was going to end my life. I wanted to jump off. And she said, something told me to go home and to come to church today. It was, there was something, it was someone, it was the Lord. That's how much the Lord loves his people, how he loves his creation, and how he made himself very present and he showed his power in a way that was so compassionate, so loving. That's special. That's a special memory. Paul knows how God works. And he says to the people, he says, I don't want you to be uninformed about these manifestations of the Spirit. He says, he said, first he wants everybody, who's supposed to know? We're all supposed to know. Hey, brothers and sisters, that basically is saying everybody. He wants you to be not uninformed, but informed, which means to know by experience. He wants us to know, he wants them to know, he wants us to know what are these manifestations? How does God make his presence and power known? And so he gives a list here at the beginning Later in the chapter, he gives another list. He wants us to also know why are they given. 
It's given for the common good. Can, can I get a witness that that would be for the good of the all? For him to show that kind of love and care that he would put it on somebody's heart in their study that morning and let them know that there's this troublesome um, emotions going on. And then he wants us to know, he wanted the church there to know, where do these manifestations come from? They come from the spirit of Jesus Christ. And so each of them, he really makes the point, each of them come from the same spirit. And why does he go on to make that so, like, from the same spirit, from the same spirit, from the same spirit? They were in a polytheistic culture, in a pagan culture, where they were worshiping all these deities, and this deity had something to do with fertility, and this deity had something to do with, um, you know, rain and agriculture, and this deity maybe had something to do with healing. And so he wants them to know, one God, all-powerful, right? All right, so this one God, all-powerful, and he doesn't want them elevating one manifestation over the other because that's what in the pagan culture, oh, this God is amazing, this God. And yet he's saying it's one God, and he is amazing. All right. So to illustrate this idea, you know, teaching, preaching is by analogy sometimes. I'm going to ask them to um, put up the, this little video clip to help us think about one spirit with many manifestations. So if you can show that video, please. And. One guy doing each of those parts. One God doing each of these various gifts and manifestations of his spirit. The melody is beautiful. It might be like prophecy. It's really clear, easy to understand. But, you know, that percussion, it adds a fullness. And then when you hear the harmonies, and the extra, da 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 da, like I just want to dance, and it just gets the fullness. This is the fullness of the kingdom when all the gifts are operating, and it's beautiful and it's rich, and He makes His presence known. And so I'm going to ask that that picture just stay up, and maybe you think about how these various gifts maybe represent some part of that picture, but it's all one in the same spirit. And from here on out. 
I've got stories to tell. Stories to represent these various gifts. So each gift that's mentioned, I'm given a story with permission. And I'm also going to remind you, it's from the same Holy Spirit and the purpose is for the common good. So keep, keep an ear out and listen for how would this, how would this gift be helpful for the common good? All right, verse 8 talks about a message of wisdom. A word of wisdom, a message of wisdom. One time there was a time when our board was working on policies, and we were thinking about the policy of who should be allowed to teach a Bible study in this church. And the question came up, would it be okay for visitors or regular attenders to come in and teach a Bible study here? We had um, particular couple of people in mind that had been attending but weren't members. And many of us felt very comfortable with who was here at the time. And yet, Dwayne, Dwayne, where is your hand back there? <laughs> yeah, we talked last night. I said, hey, I called him up. Hey, I need some help with my sermon. Um, Dwayne spoke up and said, I, I don't have peace about this. I feel like they need to be a member of the church if they're going to be in a leadership capacity like that. Well, really, usually, and the people that were on the board at that time, they were wise people. And we were quite discerning. But we didn't see what was ahead. And the Holy Spirit really, we've since came on Duane with a message or a word of wisdom. The result of that is that as it played out over the next couple of years, we, um, the Lord really, di- really diverted a potential disaster and a division of the church. Because who we had in our midst manifests some things that said, I think it, I would divide this church. And so we were so grateful that the Lord gave a message of wisdom at the time and helped us to sense, this is God speaking, we need to pay attention, and a policy, and the Lord protected this church. And I I feel as a response, let's just say praise Jesus, if you want to praise Jesus about that. Praise Jesus? Okay. Verse 8, a message of knowledge. The opening illustration that I told about Pastor Dave getting a word of knowledge supernatural knowledge that he couldn't possibly know. You can't sit in your study reading your Bible and know the situation of every person that's coming in, let alone any particular ones. And yet it was a supernatural manifestation of the spirit, the compassion of God, that he made aware that there were at least one somebody that was really struggling in our midst. And so... um, This was the same Holy Spirit manifesting through a word of knowledge. And what happened? Common good. Blessing. All right? Verse, yeah, let's just say, praise Jesus. All right. All right, verse 9. The gift of faith and gifts of healing. I want to remind us of a story that should be very familiar to those of you who are here. Last um, fall, Nancy, raise your hand, was struggling with bulging disc in her back. She spent two miserable months, very immobile. Um, She had had a history of back surgery, had gone through back surgery before. We watched her um, hobble on crutches, 
She tried to carry on her duties as an elder and prayer ministry and caring for her elderly mother, but she was in so much pain and had been lots and lots of people praying. Surgery was set up with the doctor, and on that um, Sunday morning, Mark, raise your hand back. You were up here earlier, yeah. Mark is praying, and he prays that the Lord would bring healing to Nancy through either the surgery or if the Lord would see fit a miraculous healing. The next morning, Nancy is so incredibly relieved of pain. And um, within a week, she's walking without crutches, like moving, jumping, bending, twisting. The Lord healed, gave a gift of healing, and he stirred a gift of faith in Mark to pray for that, even though the surgery was already set up. Right? And so what is the same spirit? And what is the effect of it on us as a church as we see our sister Nancy who has struggled and struggled and struggled to try to move or sit? She can't lie down. She's sleeping in a chair to suddenly be able to move and be able to resume her her responsibilities in full. It encourages us, right? We see the presence and the power of God on display. Praise Jesus. All right. Miraculous powers. This is a fun one. Verse 10. All right. So a miracle is something that kind of defies natural law or, um, you know, the way normally things go. And so um, Pastor Dave was on a plane heading out to teach at one of these conferences um, way out in Canada. And there was a delay, and I'm probably not going to get all the details of the story right. He's a much better storyteller than I am. But hey, this is what happened. He sits on a tarmac, and then he's waiting and waiting. And what is he doing? He's met this nice young Reformed church couple, and he starts to talk to them and teach them about the growing the church and the power of the Holy Spirit. What else are you going to do on a plane, right? You're going to teach, and you're going to explain, and you're going to tell all the goodness of God. And so um, he teaches all the way to Minneapolis, but guess what? His next flight, he didn't have that much time for the layover, and it all got eaten up by the delay. And so when he gets there, that plane, he doesn't make the connection, and he goes to the desk and he says, I, I need to be out there because I'm supposed to teach at this conference. And um, before they left the plane, because they already knew coming in that there was probably no chance that that was happening. And he asked that couple, would you pray with me for a miracle? So they pray for a miracle. So then he's with the, you know how it is at the airline counter and trying to get, you know, like another plan in place. And he's like, I need to be out there. I, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be teaching, you know, please. And it's looking like maybe it's going to be another day delay before he can get to where he needs to be. Conference starts that night. And all of a sudden, they say, sir, that plane's turned around. It's coming back. Go to such and such a gate. There might be a chance that you could get on. They open the doors. All right, how much? How many of you know about Homeland Security? And once the doors are closed, then the roster's in of who's on the plane, and they do not open those doors again because then it resets a whole process. They open the doors and let him on that plane. Well, how is that for the common good? Of course, it, it stirs his faith because he knows that he prayed for a miracle with that young couple. But it's also for the common good of all that team that would have been there without one of the main teachers 
What would that have done to the conference? And there was ministry that the Lord had prepared in advance and needs a certain gift mix for that team that's going to do ministry. And the Lord needed Pastor Dave out there to be on that team. And that person received ministry and the rippling effects of the goodness of God go out and out and out, right? God is good. He's making his presence and power known. Praise Jesus. All right, miraculous powers, prophecy. You've already heard about the gospel tool, but that really came as a sense that God was saying, build an ark. A prophetic sense that God was saying, build an ark. There's things that are coming, and we need the gospel, and people discipled in the gospel to get through the trouble that's coming in advance. Those words, build an ark, have helped us to persevere when it's been a lot of work and it's been hard work. And yet we see the fruit when you all, through the discipleship, the gospel tool, you come up here on Celebration Sunday and about 30 to 35 of you and so many of you were saying, I feel compelled. I feel an urgency to get the gospel out. I want to tell about Jesus and the goodness of God. And now we hear these churches that are interested. That is the Lord making himself known giving guidance, his power, his presence. Praise Jesus. Distinguishing of spirits. I so wish that Pastor Julius's husband, Brendan, could be here. He's a state trooper. He's been in the Army. He's given permission for this story. When he was in boot camp, all right, boot camp is hard from what I understand. I've never been to boot camp. All right. I've not been to boot camp, but he was at boot camp, and in the night, these strange noises start coming from a different area. And so some of his buddies gather Brendan, and they say, let's go check this out. And they go, and there's a man who is very deeply troubled and struggling. And Brendan senses that this is an evil spirit that is oppressing this man. Now, this is not Brendan's background and all. He says, I wish I would have known more about this at the time. But he had the sense that there was an evil spirit that was troubling one of his fellow um, people, army guys. And so, relying on the Holy Spirit, he evicts the evil spirit. And the man experiences relief. And relief. And it, worldview for everybody there, right? The lieutenants hear of it. They ship this guy off to somewhere else, but he's relieved of that, that troublesome evil spirit that had been bothering him. And they said to the other guys, don't ever talk about this. Well, those buddies from Brendan, never forgot it because they experienced the real living God in that place, loving that person enough to push that dark out. And, and they had an experience with the living Lord that impressed them enough that they've never forgotten that. And he said years later, those buddies got together that had been in that cell that night with him. And they just marveled at the power and the goodness and the love of God. Praise Jesus. Jesus. All right. Speaking in different kinds of tongues. 
One of them is a prayer language. Anna and Neil, wave your hands. Permission for this story, too. This is a fun one. So Anna was expecting Eden, her, their first child, and labor had started. And again, there's more details. You can ask them later. But they had been managing at home with the early labor pains, but it started to get quite intense. And they decide they need to go to the hospital. And suddenly it's really intense. And Anna starts to pray in tongues, a prayer language. And when she does, suddenly she experiences what she said was the best pain relief ever. And Neil says he experienced like a swoosh. And like suddenly the whole atmosphere changed. And he said, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> and so, so she's praying in her prayer language. And they go to the hospital. And she said it was quiet. She was just praying in her prayer language under her breath. Sometimes got louder. And she said at some point she didn't care who of staff was in the room. Because the Lord was helping her with pain relief. And um, all, and when she got to a point of fatigue where she felt like she couldn't pray in the spirit anymore, she just said, Neil, you take over. And he's praying in the spirit. And that's the way the Lord helped them through their first labor and delivery experience. Not every experience is the same. Um, but the Lord moved in a beautiful way. Now, this was the same spirit, same Holy Spirit that helped Brendan deliver somebody from an evil spirit. Same Holy Spirit that came on Dwayne for wisdom. Suddenly the Holy Spirit's giving them a prayer language to help them with the labor and delivery process. How is that for the common good? Well, it certainly edified and helped and strengthened Anna and strengthened Neil, a first-time dad, going through and trying to help in ways that you don't know how to help when that's happening, right? All right. But also think about Eden. And think about his delivery into the, the world from a place of peace instead of fear. And think about the testimony to the hospital staff that see a difference. Just like you all talked about going into a coffee shop and sensing a difference because the presence of the Lord is there in a worker that's a Christian. Here's a Christian couple comes into labor and delivery. And the power and the presence of God is manifest. And the common good, it's witnessing. And we pray the kingdom continues to advance. It's a testimony to any of us that maybe you're going through a painful and hard season in your life. Maybe you're not um, going through labor and delivery, but you're going through something else. And there's this manifestation of the spirit that he makes available to help us in our times of weakness. Right? His power is made perfect in our times of weakness. Praise Jesus. All right. Interpretation of tongues, verse 10. Last one on that particular list. Years ago, I was out at Discovery Church on the south side of Grand Rapids at a conference. We were all trying to learn more. Really, it was discipleship. My pastor, along with Tom Swearinga, who was pastor at that time at Discovery, they were putting on a little conference. And so we're all there trying to learn more about God and his word. And my pastor, Dave Heisinga, says, I feel like I've got a message in tongues. And I'd like to just give this and see what the Lord might do with it if there's somebody that has the gift of interpretation. This was all new for me. I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, 
And so he speaks in a language that wasn't English, I'd never heard before. And I'm sitting there, and I understand what he's talking about. And he says, does anybody have the interpretation? And I'm waiting, like, surely somebody else has this, because I don't even know for sure if this is what it was, you know. But um, nobody's saying anything, and my heart is just pounding, pounding, pounding. And anyway, and I thought, I think the Lord's given me the interpretation. And so I raised my hand, and I remember it like it was yesterday, that he said, what do you think that the Lord was saying? And I said, I feel like the Lord's saying, there's somebody here that's just been through a really difficult season, and they're weary. And he says, I'm your shepherd, and you're my sheep, and I pick you up, and I'm going to carry you. Mary Swearing happened to be at that same conference, and she was nodding her head, and she said, I sense the same thing. I feel like that's what God was saying through that. And then somebody, a woman there, a couple that were there to learn, right? They're Christians. They're there to learn to try to help others. But she's been going through this really hard season. And their husband, and I think it had to do with like raising their children. And it was really a hard season of parenting. She wouldn't have raised her hand and said, hey, I'm going through a hard season of parenting. She was there to try to help other people. God loved her so much that he manifests his presence and his power. And he says, I know, and I want to speak to you. And I want to speak to you in kind of an unusual way. I want to speak through tongues and an interpretation. And when you see those two hands, one playing the treble and one playing the bass, I think it's kind of maybe that in my mind, that was the picture of like, this is the message. And I want to tell you, I love you. I'm your shepherd. I'm picking you up. Praise Jesus. Friends. Our God is so good. He's so loving. He's so powerful. And he's present with us. And he wants to make his presence known in the grocery store, at the coffee shop, on the streets, in the schoolroom, at your office, at your place of work, in your families. And he wants us to love him enough that we'd be willing to not stay uninformed, but we would get informed. And so how do we get informed about the Holy Spirit's gifts? Well, I hope this this hasn't been a teaching. This has just been a teaser. (laughs) And I'm hoping each one of you will want to come to Empowered for Witness this spring. Six weeks, we're going to talk about what are the gifts, how does God work in them, how do we cooperate, how can we be, like, receive these gifts and start practicing these gifts. Why do we do this? Because we want to see Jesus praised and glorified because he is worthy. And our mission right here is that we would be empowered by the Holy Spirit so that we would embody, proclaim, and advance the kingdom of God. And this, my friends, is God's invitation to us. He wants to continue to manifest his presence through the work of his one spirit in ways that build us up, that make him known to the world. Amen? Lord, we praise you. We thank you for your diverse ways that you manifest yourself. And we pray that you would equip us, Lord, and strengthen us to give you praise every day of our lives because you are so worthy. 
In Jesus' name, amen.